Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning into the Hump Day Motivational Radio Show brought to you by Thinking Forward, Inc. Real talk for real people. We here at Thinking Forward, Inc. strive for excellence and phenomenalism of business development, executive coaching, management conditioning, team leadership, and territory expansion. We have a proven ability to change business mindset development to include generating substantial revenue and productivity increase for our clients. The two most phenomenal men in the leadership and consultant industry, Brandon and Arville Draper, author, leadership strategist, motivational speaker, and advisor. Want to keep in touch with the winning team? Please visit us online at www.thinkingforwardinc.com or text the word SPEAKER to 44244 to have the opportunity and communicate with the winning team. For booking, please call one 866 678-3391 or email us at info at thinkingforwardinc.com This show is about becoming who you should be despite who you are. Welcome! When it comes to your next event, the right speaker can have a huge impact on the energy interaction and success of your event and make you a superstar meeting planner. And here's the thing, There's a huge difference between a good speaker and a phenomenal speaker. Meet Brandon Draper, the motivational king for your next meeting, and he's going to ensure your event will start thinking forward. Brandon will set the tone for your event by inspiring your attendees and getting the crowd engaged. And he will make sure that when they get back out in the real world, they are equipped with the playbook, a best-selling book, Becoming Who You Should Be Despite Who You Are a game plan for success, and a mindset to succeed. Brandon has been a professional speaker ever since his adolescent years, with multiple life-changing events under his belt. And he's a best-selling author, having done events for diverse companies like United Way, Morehouse School of Medicine, Reaching Beyond the Stars, Inc., Duke's Way Academy, Inc., and the Chamber of Commerce, and many more. With Brandon, the audience doesn't just listen, they learn. They take action by making different decisions, searching within themselves, and making commitments to take their performance to the next level. Brandon prides himself on connecting with the audience, while other speakers simply communicate a message that a monkey could deliver. Brandon is a strong leader, and thanks to his personalized approach, the content he presents will be much memorable, and you'll get a huge return on investment, whether he's your opening speaker or closing speaker, or does both. Brandon will be the motivation your event needs and maximize the retention and profitability on your investment. Watch Brandon's demo to see him in action. Give him a call at 1-866-678-3391 to discuss your event or click the contact button and start thinking forward inc. Welcome, welcome. 
welcome, welcome, thinking orders. This is your host, Brandon Draper, known as the Motivational King. And this week, we're going to open up with the six things that you need to do or you need to quit doing to be more successful. That's what we're going to talk about this week. So let's knock out the quote of the day. The first quote is from Mark Twain. Twenty years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the things you did do. So throw off the brown line, sail away from the safe harbor, and catch the trade winds in your sail. Explore, dream, and discover. That's by Mark Twain. That's a good way to open up 2015. The most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. And that's by Alice Walker. Just think about those quotes as you go into this week. So we're going to start by talking about the six things you should do that you should quit doing, excuse me, to be more successful in life. So number one, stop quitting. So think about it like this. If, you were to, if you've ever completed a marathon, and a marathon is about 13.1 miles, okay, I've been in one marathon in my life, and let me tell you, it was one of the most painful things that I went through. I decided, almost decided when I was running to quit. So let's think about it like this, and this was going on in my mind. The gun goes off. This is great, is what you would say. I mean, that's what I said. Today is going to be a personal record. I just know it. Mile five, am I sane? Do I really want to finish this up? Why did I even sign up? They have cameras out here, so if I fall out, they're going to know that I quit. Mile 10, you want this? Ouch. You really want this? Ouch again. Every step just hurt. I trained for it. But I didn't push myself to the point to really push myself over the hump that I needed to prepare for this marathon. Mile 13, I'm looking. Where's the dang finish line? Now, I literally know I only have a point mile to go. But let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. That point mile hurt so much. And when I finally got to the finish line, Woo! That was awesome. When's the next one? Same feeling you get on a roller coaster. When you first get on it, you, you get scared. When it's getting ready to go off, you say, man, why did I get on this thing? You're going through the ups and downs. You got full of excitement. Then at the end, you finally say, I want to do it again. And if you get on the ride again, the first thing you say, why did I get on this thing again? So they said that every moment is important when you want to quit. It's the, it's the stupid human in us that wants to go so far and then our brains take us over and tell us it's too hard, okay? When did we get the memo that life was supposed to be easy all the time? It's 2015, and myself, and like you, if you're listening right now, I promise you that you're going through all types of things, both personal, financial, just because it's a new year doesn't mean that your problems go away. 
Um, some of us have inherited new problems, problems that are more difficult than others. We're all going through things. And, I, I mean, this is week alone. I've been through so many things, people, uh, you know, pulling me in this direction, people needing this from me, and, you know, moving. And those are things you've got to deal with. And that's when you really just say, man, is it really worth it? You know, I really just want to quit. What's the point? And it's at those times that you just got to dig deeper. You you got to know that it's possible for you to make it no matter what. You just got to keep on pushing. This is a new year. So you got to keep on pushing. And you don't want your previous year, 2014, if you didn't have a good year, you definitely do not want this year to look like 2014. So you got to prepare and get your mind together. So that's what we're talking about. You got to quit saying tomorrow. You got to quit saying tomorrow. You know the saying, yesterday you said tomorrow. Seriously, you got to stop that. Delaying or procrastinating around something that you think is important means one of two things. You're either scared to start because it means your life will change or you want it for the wrong reason, i.e. someone else is encouraging you to do it. Okay? So you can't just say, well, I'll just do it tomorrow. Why put off tomorrow what you can do today? Why put off this year? Why put off for next year what you can do this year? doesn't make sense. So if you want to take on new eating habits, you want to change your attitudes or whatever that you that you set yourself out to do, this year is the year. Um, I, I was just looking over some things in, in my book, and one of the things that – kind of stuck with me is the chapter where I kind of go into it about my mother and how my life changed and how it still affects me today. Um, And when we we have this show, I don't want people to feel as if I'm just trying to communicate a message. I'm ultimately trying to make a connection with you. And that's why I tell you that there's no difference between you and I. You're listening, you're trying to get motivation, but there's times in which we all need motivation. It doesn't matter who you are. There's going to be times where people are going to support you, and there's going to be times when people don't support you. But I'm telling you from my own experience that you've got to be consistent and persistent, no matter what. And <clears throat> excuse me, when I first started um, this hump day motivational interaction, it actually was just a conference call, and I had it on a, on a free database. And then we moved on to the actual radio platform. Um, there were times where I only had four to five people um, listening in. There were times where I had 20-something people listening in. There were times where I had 60, 70, 80 people. There were times I had over 100-plus people. But if I only had one person on the line, I, I relayed that connection. I relayed that message as if there was 1,000 people on the line. And I do it every time. And I tell people, I said, I will always have this motivational show. This motivational show will go on even when I'm not here, okay? Even past my time, I will refuse to let it die because there's so many people out there that need it. There's so many people that need inspirations for someone to pour in their life to make them feel, to feel the inspiration. It gets lonely out in this world. Um, you know, there's all types of difficulties that you're going to face, and, and the worst thing to do is to be able to, to have to face those things alone. No matter what people may try to judge you, um, oftentimes people just don't understand you. 
no one wants to be alone, and no one wants to deal with their problems alone. So when you start feeling lonely and you start feeling depressed, you know, I was just, you know, talking to an individual that had a drug addiction. And as we were talking, I knew the person had a drug addiction, and, they, you know, they went to rehab and they'd been clean for a while, but they started feeling lonely. New Year's coming, Christmas, all this other excitement going on, and they just felt alone. They felt like there was no one there to talk to, and they relapsed. They relapsed. And just to hear his conversation and, and what he poured into me and told me took my life to a new level because I understood the pain and frustration that he was going through. And oftentimes, and, and, and you know, when you're on this platform and you're trying to inspire and, and uplift people, one of the hardest things to do is to continue to uplift and inspire people when you yourself are going through trials and tribulations yourself. That's the hardest thing to do. But to hear what he, what he said and, and to know that what he was saying was true, and I oftentimes felt some of the feelings that he had, but one of the things that I perpetuate and as a speaker, as a motivator, as a coach, I have to practice what I preach, which is, which is oftentimes hard to do because you yourself are a human being. You're not, you're not oblivious to the, the, the things that happen in life. And one of the things I always perpetuate is that it's not a matter of what happens to you in life. It's all in how you handle what happens to you in life. Easier said and done. And and that's the honest truth. It's easier said than done. Anyone can say that and 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 you go you take away from that and you say, Man, you know, that's so true. But when life starts hitting you upside your head and you start going through these difficult things, it is so difficult to keep on having that type of mindset when your your family's on the on the brink of, of, of being destroyed. You're not measuring up to your financial capability. Uh, you know, every any and every any and every of all the worst things that could possibly happen to you is happening to you, and you still got to maintain a level. You still got to maintain balance, ladies and gentlemen. That is one of the hardest things to do, and I don't quite think anyone. And if they say they do, I don't really believe that it's true that you can you can ultimately master that. You know, the only thing you can do is try to work on it and try to be more proficient at it, but I never think you can quite just get it. It's a work in progress. It's always something that you're constantly working on and building on. So let's get back to to the topic at hand. The next thing that you have to quit doing for 2015, the, the, the next thing you have to do to, 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 you have to quit doing in order for you to be successful is that you've got to quit being a victim. I always try to take myself and, 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 and remove myself from being a victim, but like we all fall in the same category. When things get hard, it's so easy to snap off from someone if they say something you don't like or, you know, those emotions. And, and oftentimes like, it, it always says, it's always said that there's always three sides to a story. It's your side, the other person's side, and then it's the truth. And and then as I've gotten older, I realize that, that is so true. 
people will never see the things from your perspective, and nine times out of ten, you'll never see things quite the way another person may perceive it to be. But you got to quit being a victim. When people tell me that they're doing something or making certain choices because they have no choice, they're ultimately taking the power that they have within themselves and relinquishing that power and giving it to someone else or whatever circumstances that they're in. It makes me want to bang my head on the freaking table. So you have a choice in everything you do, okay? It doesn't matter what the situation is. Now, understand this. This is going to be hard to swallow like it is hard for me to swallow. I'm no different than you. I'm going through some of the hardships, if not worse, or maybe you may be going through a hardship that's worse than mine. So, but understand, no matter what you're going through in the hardship, you have to understand you, in fact, have a choice in everything you do. Bearing a few really crazy exceptions, no one holds your hand on the fire. No one holds a gun to your head. And if you're choosing to remain in a place that isn't positive, you're victimizing yourself. Think about that. If you have an opportunity to change your circumstances, to remove yourself from a situation that is, that is not conducive for you growing, okay, what are you doing? Are you, are you, are you really victimizing yourself? Yes, that's what you're doing because you have, you have every opportunity. You, you are not so worthless that you have to keep dating that person or, or being with someone. You know, you have to make the changes. I, I, you know, we hear stuff about going with the presidency and how, how the government creates jobs. And I'm not trying to talk about politics here, but Obama and the economy are not forcing you to stay in your career. That's, that's, that's just the realization of it. That's the choice that you're making. There's other things that you can do. Um, there's people that criticize me on what I do, and that, that's fine. That's fine. Understand that when you decide to step up and be something that people have never seen or have never experienced, that you're going to be faced with criticism. That's just life. And that's something that as time goes on, as you get older, you start to realize these things more and more, and they become clearer to you to the point that you no longer get upset about them. You understand that that's just a fact of life, and some things in life is not uh, really about understanding but more experience. I hope that made sense. Some things in life is not meant to be understood but more to be experienced. Okay? So there are other places you can live, there's other places that you can go, and it's not your schedule that prevents you from being healthy. There's things that you can do. You, you can't say that, well, I don't have enough time to exercise. There's a book called First Things First, and it breaks down all your priorities in four quadrants, and it, and it talks about things that are important, unimportant, things that are uh, time-sensitive, things that are urgent and non-urgent and non-important. So it, talk, it breaks it down in four categories. So, for instance, let's give an example. If you are 5'7", and you're towering at about 280-plus pounds, okay, now there's a target weight that you need to be in. So if you're not in that target area, you need to change some things because and it's, it's important that you make those changes, but it may not be urgent because it's technically not affecting your health right then and there. 
But as you get older, being overweight or being in the obese category is going to increase your chances of diabetes. It's going to increase your chance of heart disease. Um, and the same thing can be said for cigarettes. As you get older, things are going to start to affect you. Now, when you're younger, you feel as if you're invincible. But I'm telling you, as I creep closer and closer to, to my 40s, um, I, I start to realize that things that you once did start to affect you as you get older, whether that's a physical thing or an emotional thing or things, choices that you made. Um, who I am today is different than who I was two years ago or three years ago. And the same can be said for you. You're constantly evolving and becoming something new every single day. But where most people miss the ball is that what you were 5, 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago, depending on how old you are, what you were, those in the past, who you are has to pay for and I know for a fact that is one of the hardest things for the majority of people to deal with is for you to have to pay today for what you were 10 years ago, even though now you're a much more mature and responsible person, but you still have to pay for it. And that's something that I constantly deal with, too, because there are some choices that I've made in my past that are now coming back to bite me in my butt, and I have to pay the piper. Uh, those are so. Those are the seeds in which I sowed. So now that the harvest is here, I have to bring in that harvest, good or bad, and I have to accept things for what they are, not worse than they are. And I have to keep on moving forward, and I have to keep on thinking forward, no matter what. Okay, no matter what, you may be wanting to do some things, and you feel like no one wants to support you in what you're doing. I see it very convenient when you're going through a struggle. And I remember seeing this quote from Will Smith where he talked about, um, if you weren't there for me during my struggle, don't expect to be there for me in my success. Oftentimes when you are struggling, um, people will tell you the craziest things uh, because they, don't, either they lack interest in what you're doing, um, they're too lazy to support you, or they don't see where your vision is going, or they don't see that you're going to be successful. I always pose this question to people. I said, if you had a friend or a colleague or a family member that if you knew for a fact or if you believed for a fact that what they were doing was going was gonna to make them a multimillionaire and your family would never need for anything, would you sit on your butt and not support them? Everyone that I asked that question that, that really looked for it from a realistic point of view said, yes, I would do everything within my power to support them. So I said, but if you believed or you thought that what they were doing was not good or wasn't going to really move anywhere, would you take as much time to support them? And they honestly, the majority of people honestly answered and said, no, I would not support them. I wouldn't take my, I wouldn't divest myself of the time. So when you look at your life and you see what you're going through, Gauge things by not what people are telling you, but you have to gauge things by what people are doing. And some people may not understand that, and that's that's fine. I mean, Thinking Forward Inc. and the Hump Day Motivational Show is is open conversation. It's about becoming who you should be despite who you are. 
And this is real talk for real people. So when we when we come on this platform, we're coming from an unadulterated point of view that is trying to open people's minds to the possibilities. Not saying that you are wrong in what you're doing, but to open up your mind and say, well, maybe some of the actions you have taken thus far has gotten you to your current station in life, and therefore, if you want to change your current station in life, there's certain things that you have to do. And I talk about that all extensively in the book where, you know, I talk even about family members or people that I know personally. I don't, I don't talk about them by name, um, but I talk extensively about how people are just so wishy-washy with their purpose and their dreams. They'll say that they want to do something, but when it gets hard and difficult, they'll always look for the easy way out. And I, too, was a victim of that, uh, being in that category because, you know, sometimes when things get hard, it seems so easy just, just to do, you know, what can get by temporarily. But I oftentimes tell people, you know, if you continue just to get by in life, eventually life is going to get by you. So through my trials uh, that I've personally gone through, there's been times where I didn't have other things that I wanted, and there's been a lot of times I didn't have the things that I needed, and my family suffered. Uh, a lot because of that, but I I saw it bigger, and I saw a vision, and I saw a purpose that was much bigger than my circumstances and what I was going through, so I just had this unwavering commitment to keep on pushing and not stopping. So when I look at, <clears throat> when I look at other people, it's foreign to me of why they just quit what they're doing and just settle, and when they look at me, they're probably saying the same thing. It's so foreign to them. You know, well, why would you, why would you fight for something and not get paid for it? That doesn't make sense. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. When, oftentimes when you're going for your purpose in life, you're not going to get paid right away. And that is the, is the, is the gratification that most people have, and that's, the, and that's the one thing that people gauge success on, is how much money are you making from what you're doing, okay? And when you do that, you limit the scope of your growth because you're basing your success on monetary things and, 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 and things you can just put your hands on. But if you truly go after your purpose, understand that it's going to be difficult and it's going to be hard and you're going to face a lot of struggles. You know, there may be times where your power is getting ready to get turned off. There may be times where your power is off. There may be times where you're facing eviction or you might get evicted. There may be times that you may foreclose on your home. There's times that you may get your car reposed. You have to, these, all these difficult, these things you're going to go through, those are things that what I would consider is, your, is in your eyesight. That's your reality. That's what you're going through. Bill collectors calling you in and out. You're not making your financial obligations. You're just trying to you're just trying to just stay abreast of everything, but life keeps hitting you. So what do you do? Do you just quit because all those things are going on? Do you quit just because your significant other says that they're tired of struggling with you? Does that mean you quit? That's that's just life. No one understands it. Everyone has their own individual, unique way of doing things. Everyone has a unique way of going after their purpose and their ambition in life, period. So if you have your own signature way of going after, or you have your own signature way of having your passion or going after what it is that you're destined to do, you can't compare that passion and that drive to someone else. They may not, they may not possess that drive or that passion 
to push them as hard as you're willing to go. I can never, I will never, I cannot, I just, I refuse to give up. I'm going to fight no matter how hard it gets, no matter how many difficulties come up, I'm not going to give up. Now, I will not say there have not been times that I wanted to. Because if I told you that, ladies and gentlemen, I would be lying to you. Okay? Real talk for real people. There have been times that I wanted to quit. There's no... There's no way that I can tell you anything different. There's been times I wanted to quit because I I had people that did not support me or things that weren't going my way or financially things weren't working out, and I ultimately wanted to quit. I I, I came to that point where I said, maybe I just need to be like everyone else. And when I asked myself, when when I said that to myself, I said, maybe I I, I should just be like everyone else and get it out. And I asked myself a question. I said, Brandon? Do you want to have what everyone else has? And I, then the next question came, well, Brandon, what is it that everyone else has? When I look out, the overwhelming majority of people don't have anything. They don't have a sense of identity. They go to a job that they hate. You ask them why they go to the job, they tell you, well, I'm doing it just to pay my bills but I can be comfortable. And I thought about it because, you know, I've had had debates with people that, you know, looked at my ideology on having a traditional job, and it challenged me, and and I'm the type of person that I I, I always have an open mind and and an open ear to listen and take in information. I'm an amateur at this thing in life. I don't care if you're 80 years old, you're 100 years old listening to this call. You're still an amateur at life. You cannot learn everything in a lifetime, in your lifetime. So you got to realize that you are an amateur life, so you have to be willing to open your mind to different possibilities and point of views. And what I stopped doing when I had that conversation um, about working, having a traditional job, because they say, you know, just because that's what you believe and that's your drive and that's your passion does not necessarily mean that it's other people's passion. And so from that point, I never did that. But I always said if someone was to come to me and ask me my opinion or ask me about their current condition that I would, you know, I would explain to them how I felt and my point of view on that, but I would never just generally say someone is a loser or someone is this or that because that's their choice, Okay. I just believe ultimately that you, whatever you're doing is either bringing you closer to your purpose or further away from your purpose. And if it's not bringing you closer to your purpose, then why are you doing it? That's, that's always been my question. Why are you doing it? Um, I spent years in the military, and when I really took a evaluation of that, and I looked back at my life, I said, did that bring me closer to my goals and my dreams and what I really wanted to be in my life? Could I ever accomplish it being in the military? And if you're honest with yourself and you really look at yourself, you can answer that question but you. I cannot answer that question for you. You can honestly answer that question for yourself. And it took a, a lifetime, you know, of, of working, seeing different things and, and taking a recap of my life and seeing the different transitions that I've been through, how my life, the person I am today is not the same person I was when I went to war. Uh, the person I am today is not the same person I was when I lost my mother. You know, all these things affected me in a way that ultimately changed my life. And when you're, when you're in the story or you're in the picture, oftentimes you don't see those transitions as they happen. 
it takes a time where you have to step away from what's going on and take a recap, a, a take an evaluation of your life and seeing where you're at to be able to get to know and discover who you are in the midst of the storm. Because either you're in a storm, getting ready to come out of a storm, or getting ready to go back into one. That's just life. That's one of the mysteries of the mind. No one really knows why. That's what, that's what I go back to. Some things are not meant to be understood. Is more about it being experienced. Life is meant to be experienced, not necessarily understood. Now, there are some principles within life that obviously you need to understand, but at the end of the, at the, end of the day, you know, what really matters? Um, there's all types of things that we struggle with. Um, to this day, I still struggle with a lot of, of trust issues, um, commitment, because oftentimes it's hard to draw yourself close to people uh, and, and then in the back of your mind you feel as if you're going to lose them. Those are things that, those are, those are setbacks and, and things that we all encounter at some point in, in time in our lives. So that's just life, you know, dealing with different issues and dealing with different relationships and um, past decisions you've made, I mean, those things wear on you. But how do you become the person you should be despite who you are today? Um, you have people, I mean, I've had people um, that have come after in, in, in a, an attempt to assassinate my character. I've had people to go on Facebook and say things about me. I've, I've had um, people that, I don't know, I guess they're, I've had people to, to come on my, my radio show and, and, and listen in to, to, to what I say or do, I don't know what they do. I mean, I don't know. I always tell people, you know, if you would take more time to, if you would take less time trying to tear someone down and more time trying to build yourself up, you'd get a lot further in life. But most people will stand and try to tear you down. And one of the things I talk about in the book is that when you're going against a person uh, that's operating in their purpose, you're in for a hell of a fight. Um, that's not a fight. I would I would not want to get into a fight with someone that's that's in their purpose and that's with, that's operating within their purpose. That's doing something that ultimately has been ordained for them to do. I, I mean that that's just a losing fight. Um, and and I just it's just my point of view. I, I just wouldn't want to get into that type of confrontation um, with that person. Now, by no means a measure am I saying um, that I'm perfect because you know Brandon, the motivational king, as you know him, has a lot of issues, a lot of personal issues that I've uh, that I've gone through. Over the years, I'm not different than anyone else. Um, you know, have have issues with previous relationships, uh, um, making sure I, I spend adequate time with my children, um, getting to know my children. Um, you know, there's all types of things that that I go through. And me being a man, I'm I'm not different than no, no one else. I have fears. I have insecurities. Just like you have fears and insecurities. Whether you want to admit it or not, everyone does. So, and that's the openness that 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 I love to, to bring because it's, it's a it's a mechanism that I use to cope with issues that I'm going with, and I hope that it allows you to do the same. So getting back to, you know, you just can't be a victim. You always got to take from the situation that you are a victor and that you're not going to allow anything to hold you back. The next thing you got to do, quit saying yes. 
um, I was just recently reminded that anytime you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So when you say yes to, let's say, a happy hour, you're saying no to a workout. Um, when you say yes to a crappy review from your boss, you're saying no to getting a knowledge for the great work that you was overlooked for. So remember that when you say yes to things, that you're saying no to something else. So And that, that goes to kind of caveat off of priorities in your life. Um, there are different types of priorities and, and stuff that we want to, you know, want to happen in our lives. And there's certain priorities that we make priority, which they're really not. Um, there's all types of things that, you know, we all struggle with when it comes to prioritizing our life. Um, and one of the one of the things that, you know, people are so quickly to do, and we all do, we judge people so quickly about how their priorities are. Now, there's some, there's, now we can honestly say that there's some priorities that, um, you know, people just have them all kind of discombobulated a little bit. But to truly understand why a person does something, um, it's hard. You've you got to really get to know that person to really understand why they do the things in which they do. Um, and if you're not careful and you just judge someone, you can really lose out on a experience that could be life-changing um, because you're just limiting yourself because you just pass judgment on them. Well, you know, so-and-so, he needs to do better with, Doing X, Y, Z, or he needs to sh- he needs to do better with being here and, and, and supporting. But what you don't know behind the scenes is that that person is struggling just as much as you. Just because you don't see it, that person is struggling just as much as you. They're like a duck on top of the water. It may look like they're gliding on top of the water, but under that water, their feet is paddling a million miles per hour. But to you, it seems like they're so comfortable. They're doing everything good. They got it made in the shade and got their feet kicked up. And you're judging them on what on outward appearances, but down deep inside you don't know that they may have medical issues, that they're sick, that they can even be dying, or they're having financial problems, a whole plethora of things that could be going on with them that you just don't know. But you're so quick to judge them because they're not doing what you want them to do. That's And that is when we lose out from experiences that can ultimately change our lives, and we cut people out of our circle and out of our lives because of what we think or what we judge them to be. Um, so the next thing we're going to talk about is quit expecting. Um, I got an email the other night from someone looking for advice um, about, you know, writing a book. Um, he told me he's been working um, for some time uh, at the same company his entire career, uh, rising from the ranks, and, you know, basically loves it. But recently he realized that he, he actually hit a wall, and he had many reviews, and, and each time he, he meets with management, they're not giving him the promotion he knows he, or, should I say, he thinks that he's ready for. My question to him was, have you asked for it? And... It's very rare for a company to proactively promote someone uh, at a fast pace and unless you're just meeting a, a lot of uh, – unless you're just doing an exceptionally good job, especially true um, in older organizations that believe that, you know, you got to work your way up the ladder. Um, but 
we got to quit just expecting that things are going to fall in our laps. You know, you just can't expect that you you have an unlimited time to get things uh, accomplished. Um, you know, fear oftentimes constricts us from doing the things that we need to do in life. Um, fear uh, prevents us from getting to know the people that we need to know um, because we're fearful uh, because we may have missed some time in their life and. You know, and and I share this with you. Um, for instance, um, I'm, I'm 30 years old now, and like I say, a lot of people just don't understand this side of me. And for you to hear this tonight, um, you really get an understanding of of who I am and, and where I came from. Um, I'm 30 years old, and uh, some months ago, I was my first time that I set my eyes on my father, and to most people, you know, that may be strange, and to some that's also familiar. I believe one of the hardest things to do in this world is to be something that you've never seen before. Um, so my first time setting my eyes on my father as an adult, and it was it was strange. It, it was different. It, it's, it's hard to even describe that situation. Um, and, it, and it still didn't play out the way that I wanted to, but when I look back at it, I honestly believe that my father was afraid of all the years that he had missed out. And the longer that he went without seeing me, it made it more easier. It made the pain a little bit more acceptable. I know without a shadow in my mind that my father loves me, but he never was able to express that to me. It's even awkward sometimes when we actually talk on the phone to say, I love you. And this is a complex that I've dealt with for so many years, and and that's why my mother was such an intricate part of my life. And I always was expecting my father to show up, and he never did. And it wasn't until I was an adult and I went to see him that we had that that honest conversation. But when I was younger, I judged him. I I did pass judgment on him, and and I didn't like the person he was. But really talking to him, I can honestly say I, I understood him, and I understand him today. But it's a hard conundrum to go through. And and it's something that I, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm here to tell you something that I'm battling now too because, you know, I yeah, I, read it, I wrote in my book that, you know, I faced a divorce and I have children, you know, and, you know, when those things happen and, and your children are not living with you, you have to make the time to see them. And when you're going through all the trivial things in life, and you got children here and here and here. You got, you know, and you know they're in this state, they're in that state. You're here. You don't have all of them. And I know I'm talking to someone right now. I know I'm talking to a lot of people that are going to uh, the similar situation, and it's it's difficult. Um, and you don't want your children to start thinking ill of you or thinking that you don't want to be there. So you can't keep expecting that they're going to understand. My father expected me to understand. 
And it wasn't until I was 30 that I really understood. So there are certain things that you have to go through that you just got to put down the fear. And, and it's something that I'm going through myself right now. You got to put down the fear and say, it's better to start late than to never start at all. No matter how difficult it may be, you still got to make the decision and you got to follow with the appropriate action. And you got to ultimately try your best. In the words of A.L. Williams, all you can do is all you can do, and all you can do is enough. But the question is, have you given it your all? And if you haven't given it your all, that is when you know for a fact that you got to do more. I have to do more. You have to do more. We all have to do more. We cannot keep expecting people to understand when we're not communicating, communicating to them where we're at, where we're at in dealing with certain things. Because then people can start to really understand and understand it possibly from your point of view and be willing to work out with you, okay? And this kind of goes into the next thing we're going to talk about, quit avoiding, quit avoiding. Um, and this is something that, that I too oftentimes have done and has recently been doing. I avoid certain things that makes me, you know, a little uncomfortable. But sometimes you got to learn to suck it up. We all have things that we don't want to do that makes us just a little bit uncomfortable. But we have to do them because at the end of the day, we are adults. We're bigger. you got to, like, you know, um, one of my um, friends, she always says you got to put the big girl draws on. So you got to put the big girl and big boy draws on, and you got to be willing to go out there and do it. Okay, even though that may be hard, even though you may not understand the situation totally, you got to just go ahead and put your big boy or your big girl draws on and just step out, okay? So you can't, you can't go through your life avoiding everything. You can't go through your life avoiding, um, you know, driving on the highway because you had an accident on the highway. Um, it just makes life more difficult for you. And um, the two things I've always been taught that don't get better over time is bills, and problems. So you got to deal with them. Go ahead and deal with them. And, uh, you know, that may sound funny to some, but it's true. It's true. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that those, that, those, things, those things are the fundamental truth of life. The two things that don't get better. Wine gets better with time, and you know, a lot of things get better with time, but bills and problems do not get better over time. So you, you got to quit avoiding those things because they are difficult. You got you got to step up and you got to do what you need to do. So don't stop quitting the warning. Yeah, life doesn't work out. Life oftentimes doesn't work out the way that we want it. You can't pluck fun parts out and leave the tough parts on the table. You have to take it. You have to take it all or nothing. And that's the bottom line. There there is no exception to that rule. You have to you have to take the good with the bad. You just can't take some. I mean, if that was the case, everyone would want to take the best things out of life and leave the rest. There's too much pain and too much frustration that's going on. So one of the things that I want to talk about a little bit is what let's talk about your talent. We talked about that, so now 
there's all types of demographics in the, in the United States today. Um, there are people who grew up in affluent families. Their father was a doctor. Their mother was a lawyer. Their uncle was a legislator. And they have all of these things and more going for them. And then there are individuals out there that are first, uh, the first generation to ever step foot on a college campus who has been faced with a multitude of setbacks, trials, and tribulations. And out of these setbacks, one of the most prominent we see in the U.S. today are those who come from a single-parent home with multiple siblings, and there's no guarantee of college in their future. But, the, what, but we got to understand what differentiates these people, these individuals from their prosperous peers, those that had it all, from those that didn't, is that it's been perpetuated to them that they may lack what they may lack in talent and finance, they have to increase with an unwavering work ethic. They must understand that there is somebody, ladies and gentlemen, understand this, there is somebody out there that looks just like you, has the same capabilities as you, but has less talent, has 50% or even more less talent than you, but are going to constantly whip your butt to its end. And you're going to be asking yourself, why is this? It's because they're willing to work harder than you. Because when you want to sleep, they're up studying. When you want to go in late, they're going in early. When you want to leave early, they're staying late. They're doing everything that you're not doing, they're doing it. And they're capitalizing on that. And that's going to allow them to be the best person that they can be. Don't allow, don't, don't hide in anyone's shadows and, you know, you, you got to go after what it is that you want to go after. You must understand that no one cares what institution you graduated from. It doesn't even matter if you never went to college before or you started and you didn't complete. You have every capability and potential as a person that did. You have to know that the possibilities are out there for you to live your life and live your dream. But what are you, what are you going to do to live that dream? You must be willing to do what others want so that you can have what others don't. And it takes a strong person, ladies and gentlemen, to do that. But if you are willing to fight, teeth and nail for it, you can, you can get what you want. Now, I'm not implying, so you must understand that, you know, that no one, I mean, ultimately no one cares where you graduated from. You graduated from a top-tier institution. Now, I'm not implying that to be derogatory or negative, but we must admit to ourselves through everyday experiences that we have that, that that statement is true. We must look at it from a business standpoint where companies don't necessarily care about the institution the person attending, but more concerned with the caliber and character of the person. Basically, they are looking for the value that the person brings to the organization. My question to you today, ladies and gentlemen, what value do you bring to your organization? What value do you bring to your family? What value do you bring to whatever you are a part of? Does it, do you bring something more than what you take? I remember seeing a quote by Maya Angelou where she says that you can't play, you can't play, you can't play ball with two catchers, men. Okay? You can't play ball with two catchers, man. Why? Because how are you ever going to throw anything back? Because if you've got catchers, man, the only thing you're doing is catching. The only thing you're doing is taking. It's the same thing with a, with a grave site. Grave site doesn't give back. It only takes. 
But most of us are living in a condition that's where we operate, that we operate with the grave site, graveyard mentality. We always want to take, but we're never willing to give. We always want people to understand us, but we're not willing to understand others. And this is a complex that, you know, we all struggle with because, you know, everyone's concerned with themselves. I mean, it's you. Who wouldn't be concerned with themselves? I mean, that makes no sense. You've got to be concerned with yourself, but you've got to understand that it's not all about yourself. In order for you to grasp that, there are certain things that you have to do. So, when we're talking about the six things that you should quit in order to be more successful. The opposite end of the spectrum is what do you need to do to stop you from being successful. Um, I don't know if he's on the call tonight, um, on the show tonight, um, but I recently got a, a call and it made me feel real good um, that one of my friends, um, he got a gig what he does. He's a DJ. He's a professional DJ. Professional DJ. Um, he's a published author. And he's doing some phenomenal things. And he called me up and he said, Brandon, I just want to thank you because a lot of what you were telling me what I needed to do to step my business up and put my business out there and position my business is really working out in my favor. And he got a gig that's now a permanent gig that he's going to be doing. So now he, he's in a position where he's now going to capitalize on that. And I, I look at him, and I'm, 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 I'm proud of him because he just doesn't listen. He comprehends, he takes it, and then he utilizes it. There's so many people that want to get on the phone with me for whatever reason and spend hours on the phone with me for whatever reason and want me to pour into them boundless amounts of information. And, and if I'm crazy enough to do it, they still wouldn't do anything with the information. And I had an instance one time where someone gave me a call or, or they texted me, and a lot of you guys may, may be able to relate to this, and they said, Cause, because it's something that you know, you got a specialization in something, you know, every time something happens at the job, you're the person that they call. So everyone knows that person. Okay, and you might be that person. But anyway, this person called to text me and, and said that another person that they knew had a uh, question or, or a series of questions, and, and they wanted to have a, a conference call with me. And, you know, I'm supposed to stop everything that I'm doing to, to, to accommodate this person. And I, I thought about it for a second, and I said, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I'll send them over an invoice and, and, and charge them for the time and, and and we'll go from there. Then then you get an instant text message. The person texting me back and forth, back and forth, calling, phone call stopped coming in, text message started coming in real slow. I said, you know, I find it kind of particular that, you know, you had a, the person had all these questions and wanted to get use my time up and to get information from me, but then when I said it came with a price tag, they weren't willing to do it. Most people in life same way. Most things in life that really means anything are free. But we as people, the overwhelming majority of people, are willing to pay 
or should I say, are willing to pay for what they want but have to beg for what they need. They'll get the TVs, they'll get the vehicles, they'll get all these things that they want, they'll pay for it cash. I got it, I got cash. Who they tell you? Tax time coming, people got cash. How are you paying for that shirt today? Cash. Got my little tax refund. And and they're happy and they're, they're clapping and I, I cash. They get the big screen TV, they get the new couch, they get the new polo. Get all these nice things. They pay for that cash, what they'll tell you. Not credit, cash. But for something that they need, schooling or a life coach or mentoring program that can take their life to the next level, I'm broke. I don't have anything. Do you have any scholarships? Okay. Go to the mall. Go to the Ralph Lauren Polo and ask them if they have a scholarship for you to get some shirts. Go to Belts or JCPenney and ask them if they have a scholarship for you to get some shoes. Go to any place you want to and ask if they have a scholarship for you to get their products and their services. You're getting ready to file taxes. Go to the tax office and ask them if they have a scholarship for you to file your taxes for free and see what they will tell you. So why do we constantly beg for what we need and will easily pay for what we want, and half the time what we want doesn't matter to anything. doesn't matter, but we're so quick to do it. The bare necessities, we've got to beg. We've got to call someone, ask somebody, send me some money. I need something to eat. I have nothing to eat. I need some money. We beg for that. We beg for someone to help pay for our necessities, but we are willingly pay cash for what we want. New shoes, new clothes, new car, new rims, new tires. I'm clean, but we beg for the things that we need. And it's just interesting to me. It's just weird. I, I don't understand. Um, so, Thinking Forward Inc. is not about branding. It's, it's about the lives that I can change. I, I want to change the life of my family. I want to change the life of the people that uh, that get in contact with me. I want to make a difference. Um, me, you know, you know, being in position and you know, writing and stuff like that. That allowed me to 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 reach all over the world to make a difference. Something that 98% of people will never find out what their purpose is. And, and a lot of it's not because they don't have a purpose. Everyone has a purpose. It's just that they never decided they're going to go after it. They never want to search for it. They don't have the will or desire to go after it. They want to sit where they're at and be comfortable. More about being comfortable in this today's society. If you're tired of being comfortable and you're ready to take your life to the next level, then you need to make some changes in your life. And those changes you need to make in your life need to be followed by the appropriate actions to go after what you want. No one in life, no one's going to, you got to put your, you got to put your hand in the mud and get it for yourself because no one's going to hand you anything. No one's going to give it to you just because your circumstances. Let me tell you something. If you wait for someone to give you something or you wait for something to happen good for you, you will be vibrant and you'll be destitute to you before someone helps you. Oftentimes, the people that, are, that we think 
should be the main ones to help us, like our family, our friends, and, and supporters are, are supposed to support us. They don't. So does that mean you stop going after it because other people don't support you? No. Because what's going to happen is that when the success shows up, they're going to show back up again too. And that's okay. That's okay. you got to accept people for who they are. Jim Moyne said it best when he said, the liars are the liars, the mockers are the mockers. They are who they are. That's what they do. You wouldn't expect a liar to tell the truth, and you wouldn't expect a person that, that that's truthful to tell a lie. So why expect something from someone that's already told you? Maya Angelou says that when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Believe them. Are you going to wait to the 29th time to say, oh, I believe now? But the first time, when someone shows you their teeth like a wolf would, believe them the first time. But also know that if it's to be, it's up to me. If it's to be, you have to go after it for yourself. No one's going to write your book. No one's going to start that career. No one's going to start that business that you're supposed to do. You have to be willing to work and go through the hurdles of life. I don't know. I wish I could tell you that if you do these things that work is going to change for you. I wish I could tell you that. I wish I could tell you that it's going to get a lot easier. I wish I could tell you that, but I can't. And if I did tell you that, I'll be lying to you. You don't want the motivational coach, the king, to come out and lie to you. So, I have to be truthful and tell you, if you think that it's going to get easier, I'm telling you that it's going to get a lot harder before it gets easier, that you got to you got to maintain the balance. I don't know why that is the way life is. It's not meant to be understood. It's just meant to be experienced. That's all to it, ladies and gentlemen. You have to be willing to continue to fight no matter what. No matter what is who's supporting you, who's in your corner. It doesn't even matter. Your purpose is your purpose. You've got to go after it, no matter what. So why are you looking to your left and the right and seeing what other people are doing? Stop depending on your family and your friends and support your car. Go after it yourself. People are only going to do half of what they see you do. If you're haphazardly into your business, what makes you think that they're going to support yours? You're not doing it, so why would they do it? Why would they be why would they do more for your vision than you're willing to do for your own vision? You gotta change your own mindset. You gotta change the way you look and think about things. So what? You felt as if you got dealt a bad hand. So what? Deal with the car to move on. Take take the lemons and make lemonade. I know we all heard that. <clears throat> but that's the truth of life. So what? It's not a matter of what happens to you. It's how you handle what happens to you. So what you didn't finish school? So what you didn't get that job? Keep on fighting. Maybe that wasn't the job you're supposed to get. Maybe that wasn't the school you're supposed to graduate from. Maybe the life that you have today is where you're supposed to be at this appointed time. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Sometimes we get upset because things aren't working in our way or working the way in which we need them to be. October. 21st, I said to everyone loud and proud that I was going to have my book out, that I was going to have it. October 21st came and gone, and people were laughing at me. He probably didn't even write the book. He don't got no book. He just got a book cover. 
he ain't wrote no book. Who he think? What makes him think he's the author anyway? Who is he? And I was upset with myself because it wasn't out. The book was written, but I was having editing issues. So that was a setback for me. Things weren't going my way. Oftentimes you hear the hear the phrase of sometimes a setback is a setup for a comeback. Well, that's what it was because guess what? There was information that I did not have in October. Matter of fact, there was information that I didn't have up until December that if I had published my book October 21st, guess what, ladies and gentlemen, I would not be a best-selling author. Because I had that temporary interruption, that's what it is, when you're going through things, you have a health issue. 2014, I had some health issues going on with me where I was laid up, couldn't move, couldn't get out, couldn't do stuff. It, it was just a temporary interruption. It wasn't the end of my life. It wasn't the end of my possibilities. It wasn't the end of my dreams. It was just a minor interruption. It was a temporary interruption. But sometimes the interruptions allow us to refocus on what's important in life. No matter what struggles or who's coming up against you, so what? You don't know me, but you come against me as if you do. Get ready for a fight. Because I'm ready. I hope you are. You can do everything within your power to hurt me and try to set me back, but it should never prevail. Understand this. This is how you got to talk to people that are after you or trying to hurt you. But understand this, not everyone's after you. Not everyone's trying to hurt you, but you have to be very vigilant to know who's in your corner and who's not. You don't want to bring the wolf in to the hen house to guard the hens, do you? I guarantee if you do, and I write this in the book, if you do, just don't be expecting any eggs for a long period of time. That's just life. You got to be cognizant of who you're bringing in and who you're putting in your circle. It's your time for 2015 to shine. It's your time to go out there and get it. There's certain things that you're going to have to stop doing in order to be successful, and there are some things that you got to start doing in order to be successful. One of the things when I was talking to Manson earlier, I was, we were talking, he said, man, the thing that stuck with me the most is when you said this one thing, and I'm going to share it again, and I hope someone gets it because it changed his life, and if it changed his life, it can change yours. What you should always do before you wake up in the morning, first thing you do when you wake up in the morning and the last thing you do before you go to sleep, you ask yourself this question. What is it that I don't know? Today, if I had known, it would have took my life to the next level. I say that again. What is it that I don't know today that if I had known, it would have took my life to another level? Because let me tell you something right now, ladies and gentlemen. Your competition is asking themselves that question every day. And that's why every day that they wake up, they're better than the person they were when they went to sleep. Are you tired of keep being the same person and operating in the same space? Let me tell you something. When you operate in your purpose and you ask yourself the right question, you have the right association, and you put down all that crazy music you're listening to, all those negative shows that don't pour nothing into you, and you start focusing on you, you start picking up a book and you start reading something, it opens up your eyes to the possibilities that let you know that the struggles and setbacks that you're experiencing, other people have experienced them. And you can make it because they made it. The craziest concept or puzzle or conundrum, if you want to call it, is that we have, we're in an information age. There's so much information 
out there. People are writing books about struggles, pains, setbacks they've had in their life. The average book can be read within five to six, seven hours, depending on your schedule. So you can learn in seven hours what it took someone 20 to 30 years to learn. And you can learn in, 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 in doggone five to seven hours. Who would not buy into that strategy or that plan? But we'll, we'll sit on our comfortable couch, eating our comfortable potato chips, heating up our food in our comfortable microwave, looking at a comfortable reality show about somebody living out their dreams. And guess what? They're getting paid to be in a reality show, and you're sitting there looking. Real House of Housewives, um, hip, uh, what's it called, Love and Hip Hop. All these shows, they're getting paid for that. They're living their dreams. You're watching them drive BMWs, Mercedes Benz, and, and spending money and going to this restaurant and doing this and doing that, and you're sitting home looking at them. I wish I had that, you say to yourself. You may not say to anybody else. I wish I had that. Oh, that's a nice vehicle. That's a, man, I don't mind going to that restaurant. But you can't go because you don't, you, you're, not, you're not there yet. And you can't, you will never get there sitting on the couch looking at someone else live their life. Go out and start living yours. Stop believing in yourself. Pick up a book. Start looking at some videos, YouTube videos. They got books on CDs. They got books on audio you can download on your iPhone, your Android phone. They got, they got books on YouTube. Bunch of y'all look at YouTube looking at people fighting each other and all the crazy. They got books that you can, you, can, you can look at for free. The Alchemist by Pablo Coelho. That book changed my life. That, this is why today Pablo Coelho with The Alchemist is the reason why I'm a motivational speaker today, why I'm an author today. Because that book changed my life, my outlook on life. Because I was doing all the wrong things for all the wrong reasons, and I found myself. And I'm still working on myself. So don't judge me and don't put me on a pedestal as if I'm better than anyone else because I'm not. I'm just me, and I'm operating in my space. And I want you to be the same. I want you to operate in your own space to, that if you live today and you should die tomorrow, that you die not a copycat of somebody else, but you are a true original of yourself, that you lived out your purpose. Your purpose is like a fingerprint. No one before you, right now, or after you will ever have that fingerprint or that purpose. Only you can walk into your purpose. So are you going to die leaving your purpose to never be found, to never be discovered? Because you were too chicken, you were too cowardly, you didn't have the intestinal fortitude to go out there, even when things were hard. Even when things are hard, you still got to go out there and get it. Even when you feel like someone's behind you or trying to come after you, you still got to go out there and get it. Leave it all on the field that when you leave here, you know you gave it your all and you didn't allow no circumstance to set you back, that you kept your eye on the prize. And no one will ever ask more of you. How many of us today would feel ashamed were to die? That's the question. And what I mean by that, well, I wouldn't be ashamed to die if I die. die. No, 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 no. What I mean is that there's a quote that says, you should be ashamed to die if you have not contributed anything to humanity. What have you contributed to humanity? Have you changed and impacted anyone's life outside of your own or outside of your immediate circle? Have you impacted people? Are you, are, are you in a position right now that you've left something that generations and generations and generations will talk about, that you, that you will always be out there? Are you doing that? Are you in a position to do that? 
You can only do that operating in your own authentic space, understanding the language that life is telling you that's designed only for you. It's a language that only you can decipher. No one else can. It's out of the book. No one else can decipher that language but you. Are you willing to do what it takes to decipher your language and to be the person you are destined to be, becoming who you should be despite who you are today? It doesn't even matter who you are today. It's about becoming who you should be. It doesn't matter if people judge you on who you used to be. Somebody say something, bring up something about my past. That's who I used to be. I don't even know that person. Now, I got to pay for what he did back then. But I don't worry about what he did because I'm not the same person. So you want to judge me, go right ahead. That's your business. I ain't got nothing to do with me. I guarantee it's not bothering me. I'm sleeping well at night. But if you want to judge me, that's your business, not mine. Let's move forward. Let's keep moving forward and let's keep thinking forward. That's my whole line of what I, what I perpetuate. Don't let people judge you in your past. So what, man? If they want to judge you in your past, leave them alone. Don't talk to them. You don't need to be in your circle. You can call me whatever you want to call me. You can call me SOB. You can call me whatever you want. But I guarantee you this, you're going to do it from a distance. That's how you do that. You can call me whatever you want. You can feel however you want to feel about me. I don't care. I'm operating in my thinking space, and I'm going to do what I have to do. But I guarantee you this, that's how you feel. I guarantee you won't be close to me. I will keep you at bay. You will be at a distance from me. I will feed you with the longest handle spoon that I can find. I will I will do just enough. Okay? And that's how you gotta operate in life sometimes. And that's how you keep yourself positive. And that's how you keep the right association. You can't be around negative people that's constantly keep bringing you down and making you feel as if you're not worthy. Most of our people go through life feeling that they're not worthy of accomplishing anything, not worthy of being anybody. They're not worthy because life is hitting them so hard. Let me tell you something. Think about when you were younger. You have so many dreams and aspirations of doing things because just because situations happen, circumstances happen, doesn't mean that you have to put those things to the side. It does not mean that. You don't have to put it to the side. You have to be willing to keep on fighting through them. That is what I've discovered. There's nothing special about me. That is just something that I've discovered through my experience through this thing we call life. That's it. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. I hope Everyone tonight was fulfilled in what we talked about. I hope that this inspired people to a whole nother level. I hope that all of the things that you want and desire in life come to pass. Right now, we have a caller on the line. Caller with the last number, 8424. You are live on the show. Um, hi, my name is Brianna, and um, I have a question. Um, how can I ex- expand my poetry in a way to become a become a best selling author or improve my poetry? Okay. When okay, so yes. Uh, two questions there. The, the first one is you asked how can you become a best, basically how can you expand your poetry and how can you become a best-selling author? Yes. Okay. So um, for the poetry part, I would say it's like any other business or any other thing that you do. Um, it's 
all in the effort. The equation that I would give you would be purpose plus talent plus your work ethic is going to be in direct proportion to what you receive. So if you want to improve your poetry and what you're doing, uh, one thing you got to you got to look at other people that's doing poetry. Um, successfully secrets, and there's things that other successful people have done to get themselves there. Um, one of the things is that you got to take the Steve Jobs perspective, Steve Jobs, um, Apple, um, and one of the things he prided himself on, two words, think differently. Think differently. Are you thinking differently is the question. Are you thinking differently or are you thinking like everyone else? So if you're thinking like everyone else, then you're going to have the same success as everyone else. But if you're thinking differently, then you can ultimately get something different. You can get more, better results. It's just that we start in our minds, we start thinking that we're not good enough or we're not worthy enough. You see someone that has an overwhelming abundance of success, and you say, well, can I ever obtain that? And you look at all the things that you've been through, and you start telling yourself, well, I can't. Okay. Now, the best-selling author part of it, if you want to find out how you can become a maybe how to write, publish, and become a best-selling author in 90 days, I do have a course for that, which you can go to our website and look at that. And you know, and that talks about a person that never even wrote before, how they can start learning how to format, write a book. <clears throat> we have a real a real good strategy on how to teach people how to do that, how to perform that, how to do all those things that you need to take yourself to the next level. So how to write, publish, and become a best-selling author all within 90 days or less, or depending on how you want to do it. Uh, we work because everyone's at different levels and different speeds. So that's something um, that if you are interested in, um, you need to go to the website or reach out to um, one enrollment advisors, and you can talk a little bit about getting into Thinking Ford University and um, find out where you fit in and what program is best for you on that note. Um, So I hope that answers your question. Did that answer your question? Did that answer your question? I don't know if she's still there. I guess she's not. All right. um, Well, Brianna, I hope that answered your uh, question um, for tonight. At this time, ladies and gentlemen, it was so nice. It was a great time. I feel like this was more like a uh, fireside chat, more than just a regular radio uh, show tonight. It was a fireside chat where you actually got to know a little bit more about me and and not just the the motivational side and and to really understand the different dimensions and different sides of me, to understand that I'm a... I'm a man. I'm a human just like you. I go through the same trials and tribulations. That I'm not invincible. Um, it's just that I have a passion for something, and I'm just I, I'm relentless with it. I won't stop. I won't quit. Nothing's going to get in my way. So I, I'm just like a fiery beast. I'm not backing up away from it. doesn't matter how hard or how difficult. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to get difficult. It's going to get difficult. It'll be times when you find yourself in situations that you never would think that you ever would be in. But life offers us so many varieties of of things. So you gotta just be prepared for it and you gotta be willing to fight and continue to continuously drive on. 
Um, before we go, we got another caller. So, caller, last four nine four nine four. You are on. Well, hello, Marlisa King. How are you? Uh, you're you're coming in a little bit distorted. Can you uh, say your name and again? My my name is True Star. How are you, Brandon? Hi, hey True Star. How you doing? I'm doing quite I'm, well. Fabulous. Um, just to actually piggyback off of what Brianna was saying about poetry, and <clears throat> I really applaud you what you gave her. And little do she know, with poetry, you have to actually think outside the box. Just like the song say, Nico and Vince, am I wrong for thinking outside the box? You cannot be like everybody else if they say the cow jumped over the fiddle. You have to be who you are. God called you to be your own purpose person for a reason. So, Brianna, I would tell you, if that's something that you desire to do, you have to have that driven drive in that purpose in you. You first have to know your purpose in in poetry, see yourself going to a higher level, but you have to be determined, dedicated, and dependable when you're doing poetry. You just can't say, well, I'm going to pick it up and put it down because all at the same time when you're doing poetry, you can't say, well, okay, I'll do a poetry book in the year 2014, skip a year, go a year. That's fine and dandy, but at the same time, as a poor author, you have to understand that you will have drought season where you come and say, well, you okay, you don't have the poetry. But like I say, Brianna, continue to keep writing. Don't give up on your dreams. A lot of people want you to give up, but if you give up now, what are you going to have to fall back on? So continue to move forward in your dream and know that your purpose will succeed if only you believe. Mm-hmm. True star, that is uh, that's some good information uh, that you share. Um, the story I share with you to, to try to make a, a connection there is that there's a story about a man who had a who had a big plot of land, a parcel of land, and he used it for um, farming, but then. There was uh, some information given to him that there was a gold vein, you know, uh, a main gold um, line on the property. So basically, they tapped into the gold vein, and they were getting a bunch of gold, bunch of gold, bunch of gold. Eventually, the gold dried up. So the man said, "Man, the gold is gone. I, so I'm, man, I don't, I don't want this property anymore. I've gotten all I can get from it. So you know, I made a couple of thousand dollars off of it." You know, I'm not hurting, so I'm going to go ahead and sell it. He sells the land because he's seen it as being worthless to a farmer, a simple man, not someone that's educated or anything. He, set, he, he sold the land to a regular farmer, and then the farmer took the land, simple man as he was. He just believed in his heart that there was still gold there. So he, the other man, the other guy sold the land to him for about $10,000. The other farmer gets the land, simple guy, not very smart, no college education, nothing. He gets the land, and what he does is he takes some money, he goes and gets some specialists to come on the land and and have a, and redo a new survey of the land, professional. And what they discovered in the survey was that the goal, if they had moved 10 feet in the other direction, they would have re-picked up where the gold van was at. Come to find out it was one of the biggest 
gold mines ever found in U.S. history. Moral of the story is this. Sometimes we are so quick to give up on our dreams, our purpose, and aspirations in life. And we wind up losing on the biggest thing that we can ever have. Now, Brianna and Chusta, understand this, that you have to be persistent at it. You want to be, you said you want to be a best-selling novel. You got to ask yourself, will you own the price? We can't say things that we want just for namesake. It sounds good to be a best-selling author, just like it sounds good to be a millionaire. But guess what? Are you willing to go through hell, the problems and the issues that that person did to obtain that wealth or that newfound fame that they have? Are you willing to endure that? Are you willing to stay up late at night? Are you willing to work days at a time without getting any sleep? Are you willing to divest yourself of that much time in doing it? Are you willing to lose friends behind it? You got to ask yourself, is the price, are you willing to pay the price that's required to have that in which you seek? Because sometimes we ask for things, but we're not willing to pay the price. I want it real bad is what everyone, and I also believe that when people say that they want something bad, I honestly believe that they really want it bad. But how bad do you really want it? The story that I, I told, I think, a couple of weeks ago, and I'm going to tell it again tonight. There's three guys. Both of them say that they want some soda, and they say that they want that soda really, really bad. One guy wakes up in the middle of the night. He, go, he goes down the stairs. He's making all types of noise. He says he wants some soda. He goes in the refrigerator, no soda. He goes in the pantry, no soda. Looks all over the house, no soda. He says, I want some soda. I'm about to go to the store. He, go, he goes, looks out the window. He sees that it's three feet of snow. He says, you know what? I want some soda. I don't want it that bad. But he said he wanted it bad. But let's talk about this second guy. This second guy says, you know what, man? I want some soda, and I want some soda so bad I can taste it. He's stumping down the stairs. He's making a roar in the house. He goes to the refrigerator, no soda. He goes to the pantry, no soda. He finally goes to the window. He sees three feet of snow. He says, I want some soda, and I want some soda bad. He grabs his hat, his jacket. He heads out the door. He walks three miles to the store. The store is closed, no soda. He says, you know what, I want some soda, but I don't want it that bad to keep walking in this cold and this snow. I'm going back home. He goes back home, goes to the sugar, drinks some orange juice, and goes to sleep. That's it. But he says he wanted the soda real bad. But this third guy, oh, man, let me tell you, this third guy, or this third guy's different. This third guy says, you know what, I want some soda, and I want it so bad. Actually, actually kind of sounds like the other two. He said the same thing. He said, I want some soda, and I want it so bad. I want it so bad I can taste it. He goes downstairs. He looks in the refrigerator, no soda. He goes to the pantry, no soda. He looks out the window. He sees three feet of snow. He grabs his hat and his jacket. He starts walking. He gets to the first store. Three miles away from the house, the store is closed. No soda. He says, you know what? I want some soda, and I want it bad. So he walks another three miles to the second store. No soda. The store is closed. He walks another three miles. You get to the store, the store is closed as well. No soda. He says, you know what? I want some soda, and I want some soda so bad, you know what? I'm going to keep on walking until I get me some soda tonight. I'm not going home until I get some soda. He walks some more. He walks 10 more miles. Now he's almost 20 miles away from home. 
He gets to that store. The store is closed. But there's a soda machine up front. He plugs it in, puts the money in, and he gets some soda. As he, he walks back home, he gets in the house, and he says, you know what? I really wanted some soda, and I wanted it real bad. And he starts to drink it. The moral of the story is everyone says they want it real bad. But are you willing to go through the trials to get what you want really, really bad? Ask yourself that question. Um, are you willing to invest? Some, oftentimes when you want things, there's going to be a financial obligation that you're going to have to pay. There's going to be time uh, issues, time constraints that you're going to have to There's all types of things you're going to have to pay. Nothing comes for free. I'm telling you that right now. If you think that you're going to get something for free in life, you are very misguided. You have to know in your heart of hearts that anything worth having is worth fighting for, and you're going to have to give up something for it. It's just, it's just not going to fall in your lap just because you want it. Law of attraction is meaning that you think about something and eventually you attract it in your life, but you have to have action in it, if that makes sense. You have to put some action into it. You have to, put, you have to make a decision. You have to follow through with some action. There's certain things you're going to have to do. You can't just talk about it. You've got to be about it. Movers and shakers and stand still. Those are the type of people you got in this world, movers and shakers. People are always making things happen always moving, always joking, always making things happen. you got the people that's always talking about, well, I want this or I need this or I'm planning on doing that. You have to be the person that's willing to be a no matter what. No matter what, I'm going to do it. No matter how hard it gets, I'm going to do it. No matter how difficult it becomes, I'm going to stay at it. No matter my parents support me, no matter if my family support me, no matter if my friends support me, I'm still going to do it. Are you that type of person? Are you, do you really want it that bad, or you just want it because it sounds good? There's a lot of things that sound good, and we say we want things, but when the times get difficult, that's when we find out how bad a person really wants it. Me writing a book, I wanted it real bad, and I wasn't going to take no for an answer. Me becoming a best-selling author, I wanted it real bad. I wasn't taking a, a no for it. Me becoming the most influential, motivational speaker in this world to come, I want that real bad, and I will have it. Me wanting to change and transform people's lives, I want it real bad, and no, I'm not taking no for an answer. Me changing the dynamics of my family, I want it real bad, and I'm not taking a no for an answer. When you get to that point that you're willing to do it no matter what, hell or high water, that you're going to do it, I guarantee you this. You don't have to ask the question because when you walk in the room, people are going to know you mean business, that you are determined to get out of life what it is that you want. And, Brianna, when you get to that point, or if you're at, to that, if you're at that point now, you're going to know, you're going to know when that time comes then everything else is secondary, and you're going in your purpose. You'll know. You'll feel it, and the people around you will feel it too. And I hope that helps you. And tonight, to close out the call, you already know what we're going to play, one of our favorite songs. Am I wrong? Am I wrong for thinking outside of the box? Am I wrong? Thank you.
your next event, the right speaker can have a huge impact on the energy interaction and success of your event and make you a superstar meeting planner. And here's the thing, there's a huge difference between a good speaker and a phenomenal speaker. Meet Brandon Draper, the motivational king for your next meeting, and he's going to ensure your event will start thinking forward. Brandon will set the tone for your event by inspiring your attendees and getting the crowd engaged. And he will make sure that when they get back out in the real world, they are equipped with the playbook, a best-selling book, Becoming Who You Should Be Despite Who You Are, a game plan for success, and a mindset to succeed. Brandon has been a professional speaker ever since his adolescent years, with multiple life-changing events under his belt. And he's a best-selling author, having done events for diverse companies like United Way, Morehouse School of Medicine, Reaching Beyond the Stars, Inc., Duke's Way Academy, Inc., and the Chamber of Commerce, and many more. With Brandon, the audience doesn't just listen, they learn. They take action by making different decisions, searching within themselves, and making commitments to take their performance to the next level. Brandon prides himself on connecting with the audience, while other speakers simply communicate a message that a monkey could deliver. Brandon is a strong leader, and thanks to his personalized approach, the content he presents will be much memorable, and you'll get a huge return on investment whether he's your opening speaker or closing speaker, or does both. 
Brandon will be the motivation your event needs and maximize the retention and profitability on your investment. Watch Brandon's demo to see him in action. Give him a call at 1-866-678-3391 to discuss your event or click the contact button at startthinkingforwardinc.com.